0: welcome to the Sauk Valley Spotlight Podcast, where we shine a light on the people and places of the beautiful Sock Valley. In each episode, we highlight the hidden gems and untold stories of local businesses, community leaders, and the people that call the Sock Valley home. I'm your host, Drew Williams, and today I'm joined by Trish Claver and Jamie Alexander, who both work at the Sterling YMCA. Trish as the CEO and Jamie as a Senior Youth Development Director. Trish and Jamie, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Hey, can you just start us off? um, Maybe Trish, go first and just say, who are you? Who do you love? Give us a quick snapshot.
1: My name is Trish Claver. Um, I've lived in Sterling Rock Falls for six years um, as the CEO at the the YMCA. And who I love is my son, Andre. He's 17 years old. Um, We moved here when he started middle school. So... Um, it's been fun to see him grow up here and it's it's enjoyable to go to all of his ball games and just watch him um grow into a young man here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then what about you, Jamie?
1: I'm Jamie. Um
2: I've lived here for about four years now. Um who do I love? It'd be my husband, um Zach, and then my two kids, uh Oliver, who is two, just turned two. And then Charlie, who is three, four months, sorry, four months.
0: So, oh, wow. You yes. are in the middle of it.
2: I am in the middle of it. Yes. Yeah. I Not also, sleeping. <laughs> oh, yep. man. Well, thank
0: you especially for being here. I also have an Oliver who is do almost really? two. Wow. Yep. Um, we call him Ollie.
2: Yep, and we do too. Yes. Yep.
0: So it is a, it's cool to kind of meet other people who have similar <laughs> yeah. tastes to you. Um, okay. Well, let's just kind of keep talking a little bit about the story of kind of uh, what maybe brought you both to the sock. Um, what brought you into the roles you have now at the YMCA? So Trish, kind of take us a little bit on the journey, um, the story of Trish, um, and what kind of brought you here what kind of led you through that, that, uh, that adventure?
1: Yes. So I grew up in Northwest Iowa, Lamars, Iowa. Hmm. Um, and it was also a small town, probably comparable to Sterling, um, through my young adult life. I loved sports, um. I was very involved at high school, and then in college, I decided I would like to get a Bachelor of Sports Science. I wanted to do something with sports. I don't know exactly where that was going to lead me, but um, I graduated college at Briarcliff University in Sioux City, Iowa. Mm. And um, shortly after that, I had my child, Andre, and I was looking for a place where I could apply my degree, um, and so I actually moved to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, hmm. and I was looking for a place to work out while I'm searching for a job. And so I walked into the Y and they offered, um, hey, we have a child watch. We can watch your child while you work out. And they were just so welcoming and so open arms. And they said, we also have financial assistance. And I qualified for that at that time. And. Um, I decided I wanted to apply there. It yeah. was not only a place to work out, but also, you know, they, they had a lot of kids' programs and swimming pool and um, some lessons. So I actually applied, got hired, and started at the front desk 16 years ago. Wow.
0: Yeah. So
1: um, shortly into my position at the desk, I started taking on, you know, different responsibilities. And I think two years into my role, At the Y, I was like, I want to make a career of this.
0: Wow. Okay. So you walk in as a, you know, new parent, young parent, and the best words any parent can hear is, hey, I'll help you watch your kid.
1: (laughs) I'll watch (laughs) your child. And also we're going to help you um, afford a membership.
0: Wow. Yeah. And and so just not only just receiving the welcome and the, the resources there, but then Really just seeing it as a a corporate culture that you wanted to be a part of as well, yes. so tell us a little bit about the journey of when you decided f- from being hey i'm I, I want to make a career of this mm-hmm. what 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 was like maybe some of the first challenges you met then going from a you know it's an hourly job working at the front desk to oh i'm I'm in this organization now
1: um I think it was. Shortly into working at the front desk, I, I got a promotion as the membership coordinator. and with that became um, with that I was able to meet with people one-on-one yeah um, and find out I really got to hear their life stories, connect with people. I love connecting with people and so to to sit and talk with them and hear about why they wanted to join the why um, in the Y movement at that time there was something called listen first and so it wasn't dictating to others hey, we think you need to join a gym and, and lose weight or build muscle or join sports. It was hearing them first um, instead of deciding for people what it mm. is that they need. And so through that, I got to know a lot of people in Sioux Falls. Um, I got to know a lot of stories. And that is what attracted me to the organization, mm, mm-hmm. um, getting to know people and from all walks of life, all income levels, all ages, all races. And so it was just eye-opening in I remember sitting with um, my previous CEO at that time, and I, I wanted to know his story. What did you do? How did you get to where you were? And this is all still in Sioux Falls. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was in Sioux Falls for eight and a half years.
0: All right. And so then from there, mm-hmm. moved here to Sterling.
1: No, from there, I then took a job as the associate executive director at the St. Cloud YMCA. Okay. It's actually where I met Jamie.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So I was um, brought on board there um, and my current supervisor at that time was working on um, building a new building. And so he was raising money and I was in charge of operations um, while I was there.
0: Yeah. So how long were you re- were you there before then you had the opportunity to come to Sterling as a CEO of YMCA here? Yep.
1: So I was there for two and a half years mm-hmm. and then... Um, and I was pretty open about it being a stepping stone because ultimately I wanted to have my own why. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I I had applied for this job and met a great board of directors, went on the tours. Um, we got a view, Camp Benson. Mm. I went to, um, they had this, this get together kind of by... By the Rock River, and I was like, "This is a really neat community, mm. and it's for the position I'm looking for." And I could picture bringing my, at that time, eleven year old. You know, I don't think I wanted to be in a big city with yeah. him um, yeah. and get lost and in, in everything. And so it was, it was perfect for us. And so, yeah, yeah that's what brought me here, and um, I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah, and so I'm, I'm assuming that there's part of the story. I don't want to jump ahead. There's part of the story where then. You hooked Jamie and brought her here too, maybe. But Jamie, I want to reach out to you now. And what is a little bit of your journey in bringing you into the YMCA as an organization?
2: I started at the Y my last year of college. I needed a job terribly (laughs) and um, had my lifeguard certification. I went in for an interview. They called me about an hour later and I went back and started work that very same day as a lifeguard swim instructor. And from there, I was finishing up school um, with a degree in political science, so it doesn't really have anything to do with what I, would, the why, but um, I loved it. I loved working. Um, I loved the people that were in St. Cloud. I loved the members. I thought it was a good fit. I was like, yep, I'm going to apply. The aquatics director at the time was finishing up, um, so I took over that position, and I um, we were doing swimming lessons. You get to know all the kids. I think it was just great. So I said, yep, this is something I want to do. I want to work with kids. I want to um, continue with the why. I think there's a lot of room for growth. Mm. So became the aquatic structure. We moved into the new facility. Um, it was insanely busy. I mean, you just go, go, go all the time. So, yeah. um, and I knew we were gonna start a family soon, wanted something smaller. My husband is originally from Detroit, Michigan. Mm. Um, my family's in Minnesota. This is actually like a, halfway point for us, about six hours for him, about four hours for my family. So it was actually kind of worked out. I knew Trish, I liked working with her. Um, so that, it kind of just fell right into place, you know, when things are supposed to happen, it does. And this one worked out
0: for us. Yeah. And so so now you're not just overseeing the aquatic department, but you got brought here Correct. A few years ago to help oversee just kind of all youth programming.
2: Yes. Yep. So I do. I oversee the after school summer day camp we do before school. We have a 21st century program in Rock Falls that I oversee. And then I help with the aquatics and youth sports. Yes.
0: So what do you miss about when you were a swim instructor to now being the someone who's overseeing all the different programs?
2: Um, I think the one-on-one time you get with the kids, mm. I don't get a lot of that anymore because I'm kind of over, I mean, you oversee them, so I don't yeah. get the interaction as much as I did with the kids.
0: Mm.
2: Now I don't have to get in the water every day, so it's awesome. I can't <laughs> complain about that. Yeah, yeah,
0: you're not, you're not always, uh, <laughs> yes. smelling of, of chlorine, chlorine and stuff. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. yeah, no, I can, I can see how that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a definite, a definite thing. Um, Trish for you, uh, what is it something that is a, a, I guess, what was it that you saw in Jamie that you figured was going to be the right fit for what Sterling needed at the Y?
1: Um, when I had the Not vacancy. Not to put you on
0: the spot while she's standing here in front of you. <laughs> but to put you on the spot. I just didn't, am sorry.
1: Um, when I had the vacancy for the youth development director, I did contact Jamie and thought, um, she should go ahead and apply to it. It was mm-hmm. open. I did multiple interviews, but um, she, and you can edit this later if you want. She's like a big kid. And so <laughs> she's great with kids. And yeah. what she's done in the past four years is taken our after school programs, um, our summer day camp, and then launched a brand new be, um, before school program mm-hmm. and grown it by. A lot. We had 40 kids um, in after-school program when I started. It's up to 130 summer day camp. I mean, we actually had to get a second site yeah. um, with Christ Lutheran to bring some of our older kids there because um, the Y just gets very busy sharing yeah. space with with seniors and everyone else at the Y. And so um, she has ran with it, and now four years later. Uh, we're still doing great.
0: Yeah, no, mm-hmm. that's incredible. So I guess um, you, you touched on this a little bit. And the question I want is, is how has is the Y responded to the needs of the community? And you're trying, talking about how this was a need, the uh, not only after school program. And so maybe, Jamie, you can talk to this a little bit. But what, where did the idea come for a before school program as well? Because this is a program that parents get to drop off their kids here at the Y, mm-hmm. you know, at 7 in the morning is, is when About it 630. starts? 6.30 30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a meal component. No. We do
2: serve, yeah, just a little bit of breakfast. A, a little bit of a breakfast kind of thing. Too.
0: And then the bus comes here to the Y. We take them. We, oh. Uh, yep, we bus them to the schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the, yep. then you bus them to their different schools. Correct. And then some of those kids also are after school as well, so they get bused back to then stay as late as? 5.30.
2: 530. They stay at their schools, so we don't actually... After program. Oh, okay. So, so after you, school guys, program you guys run the right after there.
0: school program at the schools. Correct. Yep. Got it. So then what, where did the idea for the before school program at the Y come from?
2: It would be COVID. So COVID, they with the schools, they didn't open the doors as early as they used to. So yeah. kids would be dropped off right to schools before class would start. Yep. And they didn't want the kids hanging around there. So we yeah. decided to pick that up. And now, I think the first year we had it, Probably had 10. Now we're up to like 25 to 30 kids that are using that program
1: mm-hmm.
2: in the morning, which is nice. And then they I also school. think
1: it had to do with the parents, like parents asking if they we could still have to go to work early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And exactly. So Correct. the kids needed somewhere to go. And out of that, we actually purchased two um, 14 passenger vehicles mm-hmm. so that we could bus them. Correct. Make multiple
0: trips. To the schools in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I guess, you know, that's one way that the Y has responded to the needs of the community. What are some other ways that, you know, maybe it's during your time or maybe just things you've seen how the Y has adjusted? Because every Y is a little bit different Mm -hmm. based on what community they're in.
1: Yep. So one thing we did start was, um, I'll talk about another youth program, but uh, it was the Rock Falls Middle School program. Mm. And um, I know when I came to town I had a sixth grader. He was, he just started sixth grade and I still wasn't comfortable with him just going home and you know, it's a free for all at home. Um, we did try a a program that wasn't all that successful. It was him and one other child hanging out, you know, Tad Everett, let us start this program. at the school. And I'm like, I don't know how long we can continue with one. So anyways, we tried this with, um, Rock Falls. We connected with the superintendent, Dan Ericks and, um, we actually have twenty-five to thirty different kids that are bused from Rock Falls mm. over here to Sterling, um, so that they can do activities after school and not just walk home. Yeah. So um, I would think, I think that's a, that's responding to a need of Rock Falls kids. I also think that during COVID. Um, people were wondering, what are health clubs doing? What are YMCA's doing? Yeah, uh, We actually did serve meals to a lot of kids. Um, I don't know the number off the top of my head anymore, but we opened up the side of our gym and served kids. Um, we also drove our buses, the vans that we purchased, and dropped yeah. off food to kids as well. We called seniors. We have a large senior base mm. um, just to check in on them yeah. and really provide a listening ear. Um, and then our camp Benson, which is in Mount Carroll, I don't know mm-hmm, if you're familiar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, at camp Benson, we opened up a family camp. And so you could have your own cabin, your own campfire, your own, you know, like you didn't have to mingle with other, other families, but you had something to wow. do outside of your house. Yeah, um, cause people really wanted to get out at that point.
0: Yeah, so, Absolutely.
1: I do think we, we have responded um, and we just listen to
0: the community needs. First. What makes you, how, how do you, how do you make decisions? Because I mean, as soon as you ask four people for ideas, you have 17 ideas, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so how do you, how do you pick and choose like what things to pursue as a, as a, as a staff or even just as the local Why?
1: Well, I think um, it's important to first do surveys. We're listening to what people are saying. For instance, pickleball we heard from multiple Mm. members want pickleball. Um, so we'll give it a shot. I think there's risk involved in trying anything new, but we can Mm. evaluate and, and see if it's something we can move forward with or adjust. We started a kid's night out. It's included with your family membership, drop your kids off every Friday evening, go on a date night, go do laundry, whatever you want to do. We'll watch your kids. Um, you're not going to pay anything extra, but it's a built-in babysitter. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, we're busier, different times of the
0: year. Yeah. And um, as soon as my son is potty trained, oh, we are there. Let <laughs> me tell you. Because I saw that you know, family night or pair night out, I was like, come on now. For kids who are potty trained. I was like, Oh, so close. Yeah. We're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> we got one there. We just need the other one there. Yeah. Okay, the, uh so Jamie, is that the kind of the similar thing? for youth programming do you have similar kind of things that you're weighing as far as what types of new programs to be trying stuff or is that more kind of your program set but then it gets kicked up to kind of Trisha's level of when there's new opportunities how do you respond to what you're hearing from uh people who are part of the programs you're in or even just the wider community as far as what needs are as far as programming goes
2: i think we're gonna try everything i mean you try everything once and see if it works if it sticks it sticks like flag football um that was a new one for us. We said we needed another sport to offer. Um, so we just tried that one last, was it last mm-hmm. fall? I think we had 45 participants in that one. So we're wow. going to continue. That's when we'll continue. We'll do yeah. that one again. Um, but we like to run, we kind of stick with the programs that we do well. Soccer, yeah. basketball. Um, those ones are well, well attended for us. So we're going to continue yeah. to do those. Aquatic ones. stuff, yeah. Aquatic stuff, yep. So I think it's... Yes, you listen to the community needs if they need it. Um, we'll evaluate, make sure it makes sense for us. And then we're going to try it like before school. That was something they needed. We'll start it. And it's worked out for us quite well. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. What what do you see as like potential um, risks to constantly be listening? And Neither one of you can answer this, but like y- you both talk about how like, oh, you always want to be listening and mm-hmm. you want to be surveying mm-hmm. like what it but it, i don't know i'm trying to figure out how to articulate this i think it's easier though as a as a organization to kind of just pl- pick your plan and stick with it though mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but things So have why changed. is it worth to listen yeah
1: i don't think you're going to please everybody but i think mm. you need to give some things a shot for for example our, our hours of excuse me hours of operation um, we, we haven't moved them back. We cut back an hour on our pool. We, I think even the weekend hours have changed, but, um, since, since COVID, but if we didn't have the, um, the usage, we're not going to keep the Y open even later for, you know, those five people. So those yeah. five people may not be happy with you, right. but you do what's best for the organization.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what makes it worth still listening for new ideas about programming? Maybe you can answer this one, Jamie, If like you said, oh, hey, we we tried out uh, fly football. Mm-hmm. But like, why was that worth trying something new instead of saying like, hey, we know what we do well. And let's just double down on this, doing it, doing new things.
2: I think you get. We offer a lot of soccer. We offer a lot of basketball. Let's one thing that we could try that we'll get more kids. We want to draw in more kids. Yeah. So then they come in. We get some kids that are coming in. Oh, we like football. We're not sure about basketball. We're not sure about swimming. But now you see that we offer this. Yeah. So let's go ahead and let's try something different and see if mm. we can get those ones. So we had a lot of kids that were um, participating in the football, but now, okay, so now the girls don't want to play football. Well, and then we can offer cheerleading. So now mm. we're offering cheerleading along with our football, which is kind of nice. So um, I think if you hear it more than once, <laughs> it's kind of one of those things. If parents are continuously asking for something, then we're going to try it.
0: Well then, okay. So then how do you know when you got a winner? How do you know when something's worth doing again?
1: You survey someone survey. And they say, would you refer it to a friend? That's and yes. then you've got one. Okay. For instance, we did eSports, which mm. which could be you know, debatable. Should a Y mm-hmm. run that? It's not physical exercise. Well, nationally, we're part of a national organization, the mm. YUSA. And it was it was so popular. We did give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And we actually got TVs um, donated to borrow from Aaron's. And we got all of the, the PS4s and the games. And it wasn't a hit. like Interesting. Yeah, because you hear about all these kids on video games and everything mm-hmm. else. So we set up a whole tournament. And so we gave it a shot. We heard those few people. We gave it a shot. And it may not be something we, we're running in unless...
0: You know. How did that feel to... Because you guys have, have hit a couple out of the park as far as, like, new initiatives. Mm-hmm. But to have one kind of fall fall flat, what did that kind of do to the overall staff morale?
1: Well, you and I were there that day. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, did we really set up all these TVs? All and these I... TVs, get all
2: the Xbox, whatever gaming system we were using. all Everything set up, and then we just didn't have participation that we thought we would. So mm-hmm. it's kind of defeating when you... Do something like that, but we, then you go back to the programs that you do well. So it's yeah. always something that we have something to rely on. We yeah. know that our basketball is going to do well. We know that our soccer programs they do well. So if one fails, you jump on something else and then you move on.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind mm-hmm. of no so. a, a willingness to not let failures uh, define a season. Mm-hmm. Correct. But a, but saying well, that kind of just l- learning from it. Yes. Move yeah. On. Yeah, and we also
1: get to learn from other organizations, mm. other YMCA's throughout the U.S. What's working for them? It's great to be a part of a national organization um, because you can share ideas and share platforms, even with the YMCA's throughout Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, what programs are working for you? What's the interest of your, you know, your kids and your members? Um, so it's great to be able to connect.
0: Well, and then it seems like you also you get two two different pools of survey feedback, right? Mm-hmm. You get kind of what's working at WISE yep. in general around the area. Mm-hmm. And then you get to ask what what is our community desiring mm-hmm. and where do we maybe see the Venn diagram of those things overlapping to help kind of dictate some new things to try. Yeah. So uh, we, we've talked about a couple of things that have been fun, a couple of things have been duds, but maybe for each of you, what would be like your favorite kind of either community, initiative or even youth program if you had to kind of you know if you had to pick a favorite child here I know that we're asking a hard <laughs> question here but like something that is near and dear to your heart that the why does you know maybe you can go first Trish
1: well I I like a lot of the things that we do but I think a hidden gem that we have is Camp Benson mm. um, my first year 2017 we had over 900 kids there Wow. Um, in in a summer, so that's in six weeks. Really, it's six weeks wow.
0: flat. Wow!
1: And I was a camper myself back in the day. I was also a camp counselor at Camp Manitokua, um, near Chicago, in Frankfort, Illinois. And I'll never forget the experience. I was 19 years old. I you spend the the entire summer with kids that you get yeah. to know, and then with with other staff your age and um, I worked with my older brother at that time, too. It's just something you don't forget. What I love about our camp is um, we get kids from all over the place. We get a lot of western suburb Chicago kids. We get kids from different states. We get uh, local kids and, and their siblings. Um, we also offer scholarships and grants. And so if you're not able to afford going, we want you to go for you yeah. know and check it out. Um, and so we've built back up now since, since we were, had to close for, it was two summers. Yeah. Um, and we're back up to the goal is, um, 650 kids this summer. Wow. And so, yeah. And we, we get kids out there for field trips. I guess that's my, some people around here, I'll mention it, haven't even heard of it yet. Yeah. And it's like, well, and, Oh and, my gosh, I mean, I'm a new,
0: it. I'm a new local to the area, mm-hmm. but like, what is it that makes Camp Benson a out of state destination? for people even coming into this area. I didn't realize, like, you know, I'll walk into the Y to work out and drop off my kid for the daycare, you know, portion mm-hmm. of it. And I'll see on the, you know, there's one little poster. It's yeah. like Camp Benson and a, a kid <laughs> wearing a blue shirt. And I'm like, oh, cool. There's a summer camp. I didn't know that it was a hundreds of kids- Yeah. yeah campsite, multiple weeks. What is it that makes it such a destination?
1: Well, it's a residential camp. So you spend seven nights with your friends, with Mm -hmm. your, you know, we have, we hire international staff. We have kids that come from kids. I meant young adults that come from London, (laughs) that come from, you know, Germany, wherever they'll come and um, bring a different culture wow. to to the camp, as well as our returning staff from. They come back from college, like I just explained. You know, it's yeah. a you don't have to go home to your parents. You can come and um, be yep. at a camp with your friends and with kids. Um, and it's you know, there's zip lining, there's archery, there's kayaking, there's time with your friends and sing alongs and theater. I mean, it's just it's an awesome week. My yeah. son actually asked if he could live there. Um, when he was in seventh grade, he went three, <laughs> four, five weeks. And I'm like, that's enough. You yeah, can, yeah, yeah. You can c- <laughs> come home, home now. now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those uh, those clothes are starting to smell a whole different yeah, yeah. Uh, thing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What about you, Jamie? What would be uh, a favorite community initiative or program that you've seen at the Y? Well,
2: Camp Benson, obviously. I'd, I mean, that's kind of a given. I also worked at a camp, but mine was out in Pennsylvania uh, mm. called Camp Tawanda. So I will... Anybody looking for a summer job, that was one of the greatest ones I've had. Sorry, Trish, but <laughs> and then, but obviously, summer day camp for me is a big one here at the Y. The program that we offer, um, right. we get about one hundred and twenty last year is what we had. We're hoping for like one thirty this year, which I'm sure we'll hit. Um, just grows every year, and once again, the kids are back at the Y. It's busy. And then and I get not the one-on-one. that's all summer
0: one. long, is that? It is all summer it long. It is all summer long. So it, it runs in tandem to Benson. It's just Benson yes. is the destination residential, Residential,
1: yep. overnight.
0: Overnight, day. the day camp, is drop-off, pick-up every, every, every morning, every afternoon. Yes.
2: Yep. Yeah. So then I get my one-on-one time. I mean, I get to see all the kids every day, which is awesome. So,
0: yeah. 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 So, I mean, I definitely hear kind of this, this love for providing these summer experiences Mm -hmm. you know and that is the thing that i've actually heard from multiple people just being new around here of like oh what is what does this area need and some you know one of the things i hear is kind of like there's not that much for kids to do Is like this like generic term i'll hear and Mm -hmm. i think what they mean is like oh when i was growing up we had the skating rink and the you know the mall and the arcade and things you know what do kids do to go and hang out on the weekends Mm -hmm. or after school or things like that. And it sounds like the why is actually trying to fill that hole to create opportunities for kids and youth to connect with each other um, in a, in a safe environment and in a way that allows them to build those social skills that so many were denied the last couple of years because Mm -hmm. of having to be separate from each other. Um, Have you seen that as a noticeable thing from kids in the last couple of years? Has there been a dip in social skills? Has there been a hunger for social interaction? What how has that how has that been uh apparent in the programs of the Y? Maybe you can go first, Jamie. You're just talking about like seeing the whether there's been a dip in social intelligence or whether that's even been an effect at all?
2: I yes, I think it ha I mean they missed out on two whole years you can definitely tell um Mm. some of these kids when they come into programs you have to like remember you can't put your hands on other i mean they're just things that you have to talk to kids about and how they see it and they're not constantly looking down at their phones um look up, talk to people. Um, mm. But I think the schools are doing fantastic with yeah. all these kids to try and catch them up. So, but when we get them in after school programs, the same thing, like let's play games together, not just sit in the corner by yourself. So yeah. it's getting them up, getting them to participate in the programs that we offer. Um, yes. And I don't want to say anything bad about anybody that oh. comes to our program, but I, yeah. yes, I do think that there's, they've definitely missed out due to COVID,
0: which is. And, and do you think that that, so it, is that the phones thing? Is that because of COVID or is that just because of how, how young we are giving phones to our kids now that it's so much easier to just tilt your head down into your own little world rather than interact with people around you?
2: That probably is true. I know my son is already did, not addicted to his phone my, or my phone, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> does he play on it? Does he know how to use it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he grabs my thumb so he can scroll. It's actually kind of cute. Oh my God, I can't believe you know how to do that. Yeah,
0: I know. Yes. Yeah, it is crazy. Well, and it's just one of those things too, where I think uh, we're just, as a society, still trying to catch up on how to handle technology ourselves. I feel as an adult Yes. of how to even manage my own use of technology, let alone, and so therefore, well, I have no idea how to parent my kid for it Mm because I'm learning it myself at the same time. Um, But it's interesting to me, with an organization like the Y that is all focused around youth development, mm-hmm. interaction, socialization of seeing how that has even affected or influenced the programming. What, what, what about you, Trish? What are some things that you have seen as, um, a, a, a dip in socialization or what are, what have been the effects of like the last couple of years on the way that kids relate to each other and to adults?
1: Um, I actually, first, we're busier, excuse me, we're busier than we've ever been. Yeah. Uh, We have more seniors at our Y than we've ever had, and I think it was due to um, not being able to connect. Yeah. Um, Sometimes, we've actually permanently moved to our basketball gym to hold a class. The other day, there was 45 seniors meeting up to not only socialize and, you know, Drink coffee, but then to take a class, (laughs) and you know, just to have, um, just to get together. As far as the kids, I even like the program I mentioned earlier. I don't think it's just to. I think they want to meet up with their friends. The Rock Falls kids come over, and Mm. they get to connect with their friends and spend time shooting ball, or you know, just hanging out together because they weren't able to do it. Um, I don't work directly in after school program. Or summer day camp, I will come out there and say hi to the kids and right. do my walkthroughs. Um, Jamie deals more with if there's behavioral issues and things like that. But um, even parents now, it's, they're signing up even earlier to make sure their kids have something to do this summer, which yeah. I think is a great sign mm-hmm. um, that they're not just hanging out at home.
0: Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. Well, and like we were saying, because there is uh, an, an apparent need for yeah. this sort of social activity for kids, especially in this area. And so it's great that y'all are able to help uh, support that need. But then uh, like it sounds like not just for youth and families, but mm-hmm. also for the seniors in our community as well of needing that interaction. So I want to kind of zoom out for mm-hmm. the Sock Valley as a whole. And as, as you both kind of live and work here, what are some things that you think are missing in our area because you all have been here, you know, a few years, but you're not born and raised here. And so you also have a little bit of a outsider's perspective of kind of seeing the Sauk Valley. What do you think is missing here or what would be something that you would change? You know, maybe Trish, you could start us off on this one.
1: Sure. Um, What I think is, was missing even initially when I first moved here was housing. Mm. I moved from St. Cloud, Minnesota to Sterling in two weeks Two and a half weeks, um, basically. And so, in that time, I had to, I was able to connect with both superintendents of Rock Falls and Sterling. So, that was great. I knew where my son was going to school, but there was no online presence of where I could live. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to check out the places. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't apartments online. I kind of had to like throw a dart at the wall and hope it worked out that mm-hmm. I would have a place to live. So I did for a short amount of time before I got to know the area and found a house to purchase. But, um, I still think anybody moving in, I don't know your experience. I do know Jamie's, but it's like you, you would hope to get lucky. Maybe that there's something open. Um, so I do think that our area could work on housing, which I actually think is being, um, it's being talked about the housing and the riverfront and like some of those ideas. So I am aware.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, but it is, it is a slow, process and it it is a need i know that when my wife and i we were looking at this area um last summer um and you know we're on zillow and stuff and people are posting houses and stuff and sometimes a house is on there for three minutes and then it's already gone you know Mm -hmm. and sometimes other houses would be on there for a lot longer and there's probably a reason but then by the time we actually moved out here um at the beginning of october thankfully we had a house to rent from uh uh, family here at the church had a house for us to rent, a smaller house that was just right for us and our two kids mm-hmm. for a short amount of time. But that gave us the landing pad to then look. And towards the fall, heading towards Christmas, the availability of homes on the market was less and less and less and less, kind of because of the season. Right. You know, and so that was also kind of a, you know, we had seen. 10 or 12 houses over the summer come and go that we would have been great for us or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's just harder to find something in the fall. Um, and I know other people that I've been speaking to that are looking to either move right now. Like it's just, there's just not a whole lot of availability mm-hmm. right now. Um, but I also know that there's, you know, homes that have been reclaimed by different townships that are in just such a state of disrepair that would be available if they can find the funding to also, rehab them and mm-hmm. flip them around and so mm-hmm. I thought what about you Jamie what, what do you see that's maybe missing in our area or or something that you could change
2: oh goodness um I think you mentioned it earlier there's some kids programming I mean all you know that the Y is trying to do some of those things but yeah. where could the kids outside of the Y go like I don't know I took my kids a couple of weeks over Easter we went to Iowa City to meet um family and uh They had a children's museum and I, my kid loved it. We stood, stayed in there for a couple hours. I think it would be neat to have something like that here. I know that's kind of just small things, but Mm. it would be nice to have something where they could go for a couple hours and hang out and do some things. I know I work at the Y, so we should say just go there, but something different. I don't want to go to the place that I work all the time to hang out with my kids. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: and also, I mean, the Y has like programs and stuff, but it isn't a spot for like parents and kids to hang out together.
2: Other than the, sw- I mean, you can come in and swim, swim yeah. yeah, and play basketball if you wanted to do that. Yes. Yeah. But to go into experience different things would mm. be nice.
0: Mm. Okay. Well then what about, what gets you excited about the area? Maybe you can keep, keep talking, Jamie. And what, yes. what gets you excited about, what gives you hope about this area?
2: I am part of the, um, Keystone group. Um, it was young adults. Um, I think it's like 18 to 35, I believe is the age group that they're in. Um, and we're working on quite a few things. They did the dog park. Um, they're working on They're part of the riverfront kind of pushing that. I'm really excited for that. I know yeah. that will be a while before they get that taken care of, but to put a park down there, um, yeah. that's exciting. Um, just working on a few things. I think that will be a big one. That'll be a huge draw for families.
0: And so, because you're, you're able to be kind of on the the inner ring on some inner of those conversations ring, yes. you get to see some, some of the things that are in Correct. in the works in the works
2: yes any which things is that you
0: can you can can you spill any goss about that of you know <laughs> oh, some God. some new some new things that you know or i mean you mentioned the riverfront and i've seen some yes. of the mock-ups yeah. of stuff as well but like maybe is there one part about the riverfront that gets you most excited
2: i think just redeveloping that portion of Atlanta getting rid re- like redoing those buildings down there. So it's not an eyesore when you're yeah. looking at it. I yeah. mean, it's hard to re- see across the river and you see rock falls, which has, a, I think that's very pretty yeah, um, what absolutely. they have. And then you look over Sterling and there's broken out windows and the yeah. buildings just, it would be nice for the city to do something mm. there. And I think, I think the ball's finally rolling in mm. the right direction, mm. which is nice. So, mm. and then to put a park in, I, there is river act. You can get down there. There is a walking path. You have to kind of, it's kind of hidden, but you can get down to walk, past the river um down already, there already right now yes right now yes mm. you can um which is nice so i think once they get all of that grass mowed down it would be nice yeah absolutely you don't wanna go down there with all the mosquitoes but
0: <laughs> certain times of the year yeah yeah what about you Trish what gets you excited or ho- gets you hopeful about the Sauk valley
1: i think the sock valley area is one of the most generous places i've lived in mm. um i think there's a lot of generous people um, a lot of giving people who share their talents and their treasures. Um, and, you know, for example, our campaign at the Y for our annual support, we raised $260,000 a year. Wow. Um, both of my Ys prior to this were larger than than the Sterling Y and raised much less.
0: Wow. We have a lot
1: of people that want to see the community do well. Um, yeah. And so I think it's a it's a... People give their time to things they care about, you know, the food bank, the United Way, the YMCA, the community college. Uh, It's a great, it's a close knit community um, with a lot of um, passionate leaders and people in it. So I'm very hopeful. I think there's a lot of great things about um, the Sock Valley.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, before we wrap up here, I want to maybe just ask, what are some things um, if someone wanted to get in touch with y'all? or follow up or maybe ask some more questions, uh, what would be the best way for them to contact each of you individually? What about you, Trish?
1: Um, My email is online. It's also tclaver at srfymca.org. We have a Facebook account. You can contact us on there. If it's a complaint, you can go to Jamie. Otherwise, <laughs> we're happy to speak we don't with get either of, of you.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then same for, you know, just on the Y uh, website. Yep, where, yeah, absolutely. And then is there any, anything coming up that you want to point people to when our sign ups do for either of the, the camps?
1: They're open registration right now. Yeah. And we actually want you all to come and fish in our pool it's called Outdoor Adventure Fest. It's on May twentieth from ten a.m. to two p.m.
0: I just heard about this. Yeah. I think we're gonna so be we, there that day. Yeah,
1: we actually throw hundreds of fish into the pool. It's dechlorinated. Yes, it's not like so. Yeah, yeah then it's your not, kids, it's not. right? Your kids get to go fish. Um, there's vendors outside. There's food. It's family fun. It's free. Uh, hopefully we'll have great weather but um, you should come to that
0: yeah so that's Saturday May 20th mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. registration for the camps is open right now Correct. whether it's Benson or the day camp mm-hmm. but yeah um, I just I appreciate both you thank you so much Trish Jamie for coming on the show and sharing your story with us
1: yes thank you yeah, thank you. For
0: having yeah, us. absolutely well until next time on the Sauk Valley Spotlight I'm your host Drew Williams and let's keep finding the beauty of this place we call home